this feeling of overwhelm crops up every time I jump between projects. And this is how I've learned to manage this feeling as it arises. I have to admit, I haven't always gotten this right, but this time it worked. Welcome to Amelia's Behind the Scenes Author Diary, an exclusive look at the behind the scenes misadventures of a 30-something mystery author. Discover how close she is to releasing her latest novel, hear exciting details about upcoming writing projects, and discover the lessons she has learned along her writing journey so you don't have to make the same mistakes. You can find the episode show notes and lots more information at authorpreneurpodcast.com forward slash podcast. Hello writers, I'm trying something new. No surprise there. In this behind the scenes author diary update, I'm going back to sharing my self-publishing journey on a fortnightly or bi-weekly basis. To be honest, the monthly updates were starting to get quite long, thus a bi-weekly update. And that's probably why I did push it off a little bit because I knew it was going to take a long time to record because I do screw things up and I have to say things again. It happens. It's just the nature of podcasting. During the first two weeks of August, I focused my time on preparing a murder mystery novel for beta readers. Then as I waited for feedback, I focused on the second book in my other series. And this is what juggling multiple projects at once looks like. You spend much of your time jumping between projects and it does get overwhelming at times. In light of that, I share a tip on dealing with overwhelm when jumping between manuscripts. So stay tuned for all of this and much more. Just to let you know, this episode was recorded on Tuesday the 24th of August. So this show is primarily me looking back at the first two weeks in August. If you're on YouTube, you'll notice that I've gone back to an audio-only version of the podcast. I've had to pull the plug on the video podcast episode because... I couldn't do everything and something had to go. I'm not sure if I've made this clear, but the video podcast was starting to eat away into my writing time. And if I'm not writing, there's nothing to podcast about. So you get it. Throughout this episode, I'll be referencing tools and services that I've used. If you're interested in reading the transcript or would like links to anything that I've mentioned in the show, then check out the very long blog post or edited transcript at authorpreneurpodcast.com forward slash BTS042. And if you're new to this podcast, I want to say a huge thank you for stopping by and trying out my show. For those of you who have been faithfully listening, thank you for regularly listening in and supporting me. Your support means more to me than you know. During the first few days in August, I started to prepare my beta mystery novella for the professional beta reader. Over three and a half hours, I added an extra 46 words to the first draft. The words added are so low because at this stage, I was listening to my computer read back the scenes and then I made edits based on the errors I noticed. So it's more of a line edit or proofread. At this stage, I will change instances where I notice words repeated in a scene or chapter. Then I go back and listen to the scene again before moving on to the next scene. I don't think I mentioned this, but I use the readback feature in Scrivener. Because I use a Mac, Scrivener uses the Siri voice that I've selected in my computer's settings. Just in case you're interested, I chose a British male voice because it's the opposite of my accent. Using a different voice helps because I hear the mistakes more easily than with an accent 
similar to my own. So I'm very familiar with the how Australian people pronounce things and I think this is a helpful factor for me at least. I honestly can't stand the sound of my voice and the Australian female Siri voice. It doesn't sound right. That's Siri, not me. The hang-ups surrounding my voice are a different thing altogether. But back to the scheduled program. After editing scenes 23 to 29, I submitted the candidate to a beta reader on Fiverr, but it wasn't my usual beta reader. And I was a little nervous because I would have preferred the guy who read Missing and the first 15,000 words of duplicity to read the candidate because it's the same character. It's just two different series within, this, within the same world. But I needed feedback and took the plunge anyway. If you've heard something useful in this episode that was helpful to you and you'd like to support the show, then buy me a coffee for as little as two US dollars at buymeacoffee.com forward slash author Hay. On the 10th of August, I received the report back, but the information wasn't particularly helpful, other than a comment about my main character's motivation being callow. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to make of that comment, because the protagonist is a journalist chasing his first story and has no personal connection to the other characters, so naturally, he's just chasing a story. Plus, there was a comment about the reader not knowing much about the main character when there are chapters and scenes devoted to his life. Other background information about my protagonist is sprinkled throughout the story. I did this deliberately hoping to avoid an information dump. On top of this, it's a novella. There isn't a ton of space to paint his entire backstory. That's for other books. The same day I received this feedback, I noticed that my usual beta reader was back from holiday and had no jobs in his queue on Fiverr. So I purchased a beta reading service from him and I was awaiting his feedback at the end of... Yeah, that was on the 10th of August. I was awaiting his feedback. If there is something not quite right about my protagonist's motivation and the general backstory of the character, I know he will tell me. So far, I've worked with this particular beta reader and I've learned to trust his input. For those of you who are curious, here is a quick breakdown of the costs of using beta readers on Fiverr. So the first beta reading service charged me 48 pounds for a story that's under 26,000 words and I just got a report only. The second one cost £30 and it contained two files. It was a, a Word document with inline comments. So these comments are the comments he makes as he reads the story. And I find these comments are quite helpful as well as a report. On Friday the 13th of August, I received feedback from my favourite beta reader. It turns out that The Candidate was his favourite book in the James Lond universe and I've gotten the investigation, mystery, crime and character motivations correct. But the news wasn't all roses. I did receive some valuable constructive feedback which I will put into action during my one pass revision. When I received the feedback I was on a stay at home vacation so I didn't start working on the one pass edit straight away. Before diving into the one pass edit I took a short break from reading the feedback to starting the revision and it was just to give myself an objective break. While I waited to receive feedback from my first beta reader, I decided to turn my attention to continuing my revisions with duplicity. 
During the first week of August, I completed 10 hours and 15 minutes of revisions. As a part of the revisions, I added an extra 405 words to the revised draft. Before I dived into the revisions, I felt overwhelmed by the seemingly daunting task ahead. This feeling of overwhelm crops up every time I jump between projects. And this is how I've learned to manage this feeling as it arises. I have to admit, I haven't always gotten this right, but this time it worked. To tackle my revisions and help ease my anxieties, I created a scene list for Act 4 and edited the outline. After feeling that the last act of the story had a structurally sound plot, I created a revision checklist. The checklist comprised of the issues discovered by a task I completed earlier in the revision phase where I compiled a list of story questions with answers raised in the story. So obviously the issues that I found were questions that weren't actually answered in the later part of the story that really needed to be. Next I started making minor edits to the scenes in Acts 1-3 to before rewriting the scenes in the last act. In the second week of August, I didn't make any progress on duplicity or the candidate because I had a stay-at-home vacation. As I alluded to earlier, I did, however, read the feedback from the beta readers as it arrived. What can I say? I couldn't resist. During my stay-at-home vacation, I ended up resetting my Animal Crossing island on my Nintendo Switch Lite and fell in love with the game all over again. And I'm going to include a couple of screenshots or possibly a short video over on the blog post for this episode, which can be found at authorpreneurpodcast.com forward slash BTS042. So that's all of the tasks I completed in terms of writing, book marketing and email marketing. By the end of August, I want to have finished my one pass revision of the candidate and be ready to submit the novella to an editor or possibly another beta reader. I'm still on the fence about that. The next episode of this podcast will be another diary episode where I will continue to discuss my writing and book marketing endeavors. If you have any questions or have tips on book marketing that you'd love to share with me, please share your thoughts in the comments section over on the blog post. Thank you for listening and happy reading and writing everybody. Thank you for listening to Amelia's Behind the Scenes Author Diary. You can find the episode show notes, back catalogue episodes and lots more information at authorpreneurpodcast.com forward slash podcast. I'm your host Amelia and I'll see you in the next Behind the Scenes Author Diary episode.